You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who have come together to share our love of all things Marvel. We're brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and TheDizInsider.com. I am so honored to be joined by our amazing group of Marvel nerds. Tonight, we have Brianna and Mr. Blurred Hulk, and we are a we are joined by Danny, who we've been trying to get on the show forever. Forever. <laughs> and I am Sam. So from the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. I always feel so spicy when you do that. <laughs> really? Um, okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Danny, thank you for joining us. Heck yeah, yes. man. Welcome glad. to the tribe. I'm glad to be here, guys. I was uh, peer pressured several times, so um, <laughs> I carved out some time in my schedule. I'm a very busy man, yeah. So Much appreciated. <laughs> Much appreciated. Well, it's our pleasure. So are great at peer pressuring, so it's... <laughs> So Danny, can you can you let everyone know like uh, how 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 big of a Marvel fan are you? Like you, you comic books, the movies, the shows, cartoons. Like what, what's yeah, your level I mean, of Marvel? I've been a Marvel fan. I mean, pretty much since I was born. Just because way back in the day, my dad had his own collectible comic shop, and like since that has closed down, he still had boxes of old comics that I would go through. Um, and then, I, of course, watching reruns of Spider Man and the uh, the X-Men animated series going into all the movies, X-Men movies, Spider-Man movies. But in 2008, when Iron Man came out, that just blew me away. It felt like way more than just a comic book movie that I loved it. I couldn't stop talking about it. And then I remember going uh, to school like one or two days later and my friends talking about, Hey, did you stay after the credits? I'm like, no, what? (laughs) The credits rolled. The movie ended. What are you talking about? And so, like, I had to like go and search it up online. But yeah, ever since then, I've been so into the to the MCU, even to um, the movies that weren't part of Marvel yet, um, like the uh, the X Men movies before they were tied into Fox and Disney bought them. But I've just been enjoying the ride for this whole ten plus years. It's been awesome. Right on. Heck so, yeah. out of the Disney Plus shows, which one has been your favorite so far? Loki. Yeah, definitely Loki. Loki's been well, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, pulling in all this uh, interdimensional, multiversal Easter eggs, and then at the end when you get He Who Remains, Kang the Conqueror was it kept you on your toes the whole time. Like so, so did WandaVision. I would say every show kept you guessing week to week, but Loki was just 
a lot of fun. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and next question. Next question. Last question I have for you. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Where is the best place to get your Marvel podcast needs? Right here on the Marvel tribe. Yeah. All right. We're going to hear first. <laughs> we're going to put that in production and not pay you for that. So thank you. Yeah, that, excellent. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> no, right. So I, I only got one more question before we actually do get started. Um, and I, I want to make this a habit to ask any of our special guests that we have. So, um, Danny, who, who would you say is your favorite Marvel character? And it's in, it can, doesn't have to be that we've seen on the big screen, just in general or, or what have you. So. No, I mean, it just gets so hard. I mean, every time they introduce someone new, maybe someone never heard of, like, or maybe like, like Dr. Strange, like we hadn't seen him more than a few episodes of like the nineties Spider-Man cartoon. And then he popped up in other stuff here and there. But when Bandit Cumberbatch plays him on the big screen, I think that was (laughs) so cool. Like I never thought about Dr. Strange would be anywhere near my favorite, but um, so it just, it changes all the time, but. I still come back to Iron Man just because that was the one that really brought me into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think Robert Downey played him so spectacularly for 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That was that was perfect casting by accident, I have to say, because if you had told me, I mean, I'm, I'm an 80s baby. So I know Robert Downey Jr. from you know the the John Hughes film Weird Science. Uh, I'm not sure if he was in Sixteen Candles and stuff, but that Robert Downey Jr. that's you know seared in my head. If you would have told me like before Iron Man came out, like this is our Tony Stark, I was like, no, there's just no way. But after watching that first movie, I was like, this was the most perfect casting ever. This was, I mean, this was on the tier of. Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, you know, that you just couldn't get better casting for that. So, um, so any, any other questions for, for our special guests? No. no. Okay. All right. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about Hawkeye. So we took a, so first of all, happy new year, everybody. This is our first year back. Um, you know, we, we first show of, back of the year. <laughs> first, First show back of the new year and stuff. And so we kind of closed out. And I, I do have to apologize. We kind of left you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger with the Hawkeye series and stuff. So instead of going over the episode breakdown, we're just going to give you kind of a hot take of what we thought of the whole series and kind of point out some things that we liked or some things we didn't like or are what we're looking forward to seeing that comes from this show in the greater, bigger MCU and stuff. So. With that said, uh, anyone want to start or no? I'll I'll go. Okay, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the series. I really knew since the first uh trailer that this was going to be kind of a a superhero diehard type movie, and they did not disappoint. It was absolutely in that theme, which I, I I love. I mean, Hawkeye was kind of our Bruce Willis and stuff throughout the whole throughout the whole uh, uh, episode arc here. Um, I absolutely there. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my actual favorite scene of the whole of all the episodes and stuff, and it really was when they uh, solidified that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio got to reprise his role as Kingpin. Mm-hmm. For me, making 
because for those who don't know, Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin in Daredevil from the Netflix series, and there is always that kind of question, even though that Netflix took back, I'm not sorry, uh, Marvel Disney took back all of those uh, characters from Netflix and stuff and kind of a couple years ago. We weren't sure if it's going to be canon or not. And even so with Spider-Man, which we'll talk about later, and then Hawkeye, we got some characters and the actors who played those characters from those Netflix shows and stuff here. So seeing Kingpin in this was like, it was, it was really cool. It was like winning the golden ticket in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. So, so that was my, for me, that was the best, best uh, uh, scene or best thing I took away from the Hawkeye series and stuff that. And, and, and yeah, yeah, actually that we'll talk, I'll share the stage here. <laughs> Danny, what about you? Yeah, I'd have to say, well, first of all, I really enjoyed Hawkeye overall. I think uh, like a lot of people, it surprised um, a lot of people in how emotional it was, just how action-packed and how funny and heartfelt it was. Um, I saw a lot of people saying online how they didn't think, they weren't expecting much at all from the series, but then in the end it was either their, their number one or close to their top of all the Marvel series that have come out so far um, on Disney+. Plus. I'd have to say my favorite part, probably when Yelena is pretty much beating him up, and then, but he comes out with the that whistle that um, Natasha and Yelena had shared as kids, and that kind of like brought her back and kind of made her realize the truth. Because again, it was that really heartfelt and emotional scene, and I thought both actors portrayed that really well. Absolutely. She she's she's turned into a breakout star. Like I I can't tell you how many uh different uh feeds and forums and stuff. Y- Elena uh, and the actress who play her just it she is just people just love her. She's easy to they they like her snark. She really is that piece that we really wish we got introduced early on and stuff because she fits so well. And so I'm I'm glad uh she got to be not only in the Black Widow but she got to come on Hawkeye and, and really have that, that inter- interchange with, with Hawkeye. So that, that was really cool. That was. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part of the series was seeing the relationship between Kate and Clint. Like it, there was just so much chemistry between them, but it was like a love hate, like pesky little sister, little like older brother type relationship and seeing him navigate that new relationship and seeing like his family's aftermath of everything that happened with Thanos, like still seeing that post blip world for everybody. I think that helps put everything in perspective as an MCU fan. Um, but I also really liked the way that the Ronin suit was what was used to bring them together. Yes. Just kind of like reminding us where he's been. It, it was just good storytelling. I really liked it. Brianna? Yeah, so this was kind of like, like you said, this was the post-blip world, and this was the post-blip world for one of the original Avengers that we didn't really get to see. The person that, you know, had been going through all of this for years and years and who lost his best friend, and we didn't get a full closure for Natasha in Endgame. We got to watch Tony Stark's funeral, and then they kind of sat there and talked about her a little bit. And then we really got to see 
what her family and what her like personal situations were like in her movie that came out way after. And then this really gives us that closure that we get from the people that were there through entire, like through the entire MCU in the past. Um, so I really liked seeing how they brought her in and giving that closure to different characters. Um, I also loved Yelena. I loved her in the Black Widow movie. Um, I've loved Florence Pugh. She's hilarious. She used to do cooking videos online that are absolutely hilarious. And she just, uh, so yeah. So when she's got, you know, the mac and cheese, I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah. not only is that from Black Widow, I was just like, Florence Pugh's cooking videos. Yeah, um <laughs> And um, yeah, her her chemistry with uh, Kate and just everything is a lot of fun that I hope continues. I and yeah, I think that was kind of like we you kind of talked about this is like the Die Hard movie. This is an action packed like series, but it had so much emotion in it too, coming from just closure and different things that we saw in the past, and it was really giving these characters like a good depth, and I really like that. Um, so yeah, honestly, this is up there on probably one of my top of uh, the Disney Plus shows. Honestly, I, I don't even think I hated a single one of them, but this is up there at the top. Absolutely, I, I agree. Um, can I can I tell you? Okay, so I'm gonna tell you there there. This is where I had some struggles, and this isn't that bad at all. This is my own um, issues and stuff. I, I I realized watching this and stuff. Um, I know Kate is what she's 22. She says that, but yeah. I can't help but to think she is a teenager. Like she, I'm, I'm, I'm watching some of these scenes. I'm like, Clint, you're like the replacement dad. Like you can't, you can't have a Christmas, like hang out and drink. And so, like, you, she totally can. She's legal and everything else. But in my head, it's my own issues and stuff. I was having a hard time. I had to go back and like, yeah, she's 22. She's a grown woman. She, she's not only she's, she's a badass grown woman, but I kept like, putting her in that role like you know clint's the the surrogate dad and she's the young daughter. so i have a question your daughters you wouldn't yeah. like you wouldn't I have, like i have a 20 year old daughter and a 10 year old stepdaughter so yes. okay let's say you're 20 like your 20 year old she's going to be mm-hmm. old enough soon you wouldn't like hang mm-hmm. out and and drink with her I, uh, I'm because not i'm gonna that. tell you my mom and i we get toasted together <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I, I think it would be normal once I once she once we cross that pre- precipice of her turning twenty one, and she's she's going to her my sisters. I have two that are taking her to Vegas to do it up big. After that, and I can get used to the fact that she's an adult and stuff. I think I I would be comfortable. So, like I said, it's my own hang up and stuff. I kept putting her in that childlike place, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a twenty two year old woman. It's like snap out of it. It's totally fine that they're they have this kind of relationship and stuff. I mean, it it, it they could be not that it's it, they they were you know there's like a uncle and and the protege they they could date for all you know in in our society that's just the way it is. But I couldn't resign myself around. I, I kept taking myself out of it. So it's my own weird thing. I, I don't know if anyone else had that, but it's, it's just me from my own dad experience and stuff. So. I didn't have that experience, but I did have a little bit of a different complaint. And it was that it was too Clint heavy in the action. I wanted more from Kate. I felt like he was kind of pushing her to the background and I wanted to see her come forward a little bit more. 
I I agree. I, I actually I do agree. I do enjoy that they gave him a a Christmas tree timeout so she can kick <laughs> some ass. That was that was pretty good. And then she took him out of the tree and like let him play and then and help out and stuff. So I, I did like that. But I I I, I could have used more of just her and stuff because she she is definitely a fierce one to. And I do think we'll get that. Oh yeah, like as it unfurls a little bit more but i was still just like stop pushing her in the background like let her handle shaz <laughs> yeah i was like Any i think other- i semi agree because then i think it also just changed a lot of the people's opinion on clint and i was happy to see that that he mm-hmm. no longer well he was the background character for uh, every avengers movie so he got Absolutely. to step up a little bit you mean iron man what i mean iron man you mean ant man wasn't <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, Ant Man was so background that we didn't see him in half the movies. We found out later for a musical. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I hundred percent agree with Brianna's take because uh, the two Avengers that caught the most shit for just being background characters are were Black Widow and and Hawkeye. And in every debate, when they talk about the Avengers team and stuff, they would just dish them off as like they have no value and stuff. And as of late that narrative has been changing because people got to see the emotional and the re- very realistic side of a, of a regular human being who is uh, who is a peak human who has amazing skill set, who is also able to hang and and participate and save this world and stuff in his, in their, in their own perspective, rights and ways. So we saw that with black widow with the movie and we saw it with Hawkeye where before they're like, yeah, they, we, he can shoot a bow and arrow. Um, we got Thor. He's the god. I mean, and there was a lot of that and stuff. And you couldn't really argue with this. They can't say go read the comic books and stuff. Like, there's so much more depth mm-hmm. to it. But this show gave that. So that was really cool. It did. So, Danny, and- anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think like the only other, just overall for the series was I did like that uh, Kate got to kind of go one on one with the Kingpin at the end. And, like, you know, they could have easily given that to Clint or maybe mm-hmm. a tag team, but it was just her one-on-one and she used her own smarts and um, using the different arrows that uh, her and Clint had put together to pretty much incapacitate him for at least a while before Maya came in to finish the deal. But <laughs> I actually want to say that I don't think Kingpin is dead just because I know in the comics, uh, Maya also does shoot him point blank and he still survives. So I'm thinking Kingpin. Nobody's dead. ever really dead. Nobody's yeah, ever really exactly. dead. Except for Tony Stark. He's dead. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he, oh he may have interjected himself into AI and he's living that way. So, I we'll, mean, we'll see when we get Ironheart, maybe. So, did he somehow throw himself into another timeline? Mm, don't, yeah, we never know. <laughs> if someone but, can figure it out, it's Tony Stark. So let me let me ask this question directly to you, you three. Um, what, what do you think were, and, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, dwell in the negative but what 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 do you think is if you had to pick the worst scene or the worst uh, part of it like something that just was confusing you just didn't like you wish it didn't exist it just didn't work for you what would you say in the hawkeye series and stuff i wouldn't have based it during christmas time okay and that's such a minor thing like i just no, feel like it wasn't made like it wasn't relevant and i just feel like it added 
a little bit of chaos that didn't need to be there just because it, I don't know. It was just weird to me that it was happening during Christmas time. It literally could have happened during any time. And I feel like they only made it happen during Christmas time because of when it was released. Yeah. Okay. I know it's nitpicky, but Not that's the only thing I can pick. Brianna, Danny. <laughs> I think uh, if anything, I would tell you how man. The first thing that comes to my mind is like the LARPers. But um, I, in the end, I ended up loving them. But like to have them actually part of the mission, like yeah. they all have their little earpieces and contacting with with Hawkeye. With Hawkeye is still an Avenger, and he's gonna be bringing in people off the street for help. Yeah. Yep. But that was the only thing. It was just getting nitpicky about it. All right. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I was going to say, I don't think there's any big complaints. If I really had to pick something, like if you're really forcing me to pick something, um, yep. and I can't even think of his name right now, but it's the mom's boyfriend. I feel like he didn't have enough payoff for the mystery that was around him just to be a kind of a comedic figure at the end. And Yeah, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I agree. I, I expected more from, from that character and they really were kind of building him up. Yeah. to just uh, he had a small tiny little sword fight and there was no real yeah i agree they they kind of dropped the ball on on that character and stuff and so uh, hopefully i i'm i hope we get to see him more uh he's actually a, a a really good character and stuff and that's all we get to see him in the in the movies and stuff but yeah they really it didn't really pay off for the build up that they did with him his so, character in the in the comics is Sword master, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that I didn't even know it was sword master or sword man or something like that. But <laughs> I, I did like. I mean, when you see the name Jack Duquesne, if you know the comics, then right away you knew who he was going to be, and you saw him with his uh, sword collection. And so mm-hmm. I, I did like that they gave him a sword fight at the end. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he- he'll actually fully become sword master later. I don't know what co- what kind of costume he'll have to cover that stash, but we'll see. <laughs> He is the equivalent. So uh, Marvel has a, has a pretty good um, reputation for kind of taking pop cultural things and um, and adding it into their own realm, like they did with Shang Chi. Shang Chi, sorry, um, during the Kung Fu era and stuff. Um, for those who don't know, uh, that character in Hawkeye is is kind of basically the Marvel version of Zoro. Uh, he is he is amazing <laughs> with the still. Uh, um, he the only person that could kind of parry with him uh, on that level is Blade. So, but out and we'll we we will see Blade in the future. So, which I mean, when you like that adds that extra element too because we saw that you know spar with Kate mm-hmm. and she's like, why are you letting me win? And it's like, yeah, I'm trying to be your stepdad. Of course, I'm gonna <laughs> let you win. It's like, I would do the same thing. I'm thinking like, yeah, that's a stepdad move. I would do that too. And then if she was talking smack like she was, then I would just like, all right, let me show you what I got. <laughs> but um, so I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually add this. I think um, the whole, uh, the Rolex watch, the Clint Barton's uh, with uh, Laura, Laura Barton um, thing, that dynamic, it, it didn't really pay off that uh, she, I mean, we, we kind of, kind of can put things together know she was a, a shield agent we can also probably speculate that she is the character mo- mockingbird but that's it it didn't really 
pay off to the way that that was built up and stuff. I thought it would be a little bit bigger of a payoff. We would get a little bit more uh, reveal of that mystery and stuff, but we didn't. And I, that's a piece that I, I didn't like. It really, if you erase that watch, uh, you know, throughout the entire episodes, it wouldn't have taken away from the show at all. No. So therefore, it was just a no, non-filler. Yeah, and honestly, like I was really hoping for more to that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for more, and I wanted, I wanted it to be revealed that she was Mockingbird, and I wanted her connections to be like because that would have got me more excited for more to come. I mean, I'm excited yeah. for more to come, but I mean that would have pulled me in more. So yeah. this next in my statement, weirdness, <laughs> not at all. Um, this next segment may be controversial for some of you guys, but it's not for me. But we got the the end credit scene of Rogers the musical, and I hate musicals. I'm sorry. I try. I uh, my favorite musical still till this day is Little Shop of Horrors, um, which uh, do Rick, Rick Moranis, dude. Um, he's he's king to me, but. I I hated that musical. I just I felt like Clint like watching it like uh really, and Aunt, man I we know we know you are Luis talked and gave you know uh, you know Lin Manuel the idea to make this musical. But your guys' take on the end credit of the Rogers musical? I thought there was going to be more to it instead of just the song. Like I was ready to see like a. Uh, Sam and Bucky like sitting there watching it or something or Kate or Yelena even like I thought like it was gonna you know turn the camera and there was gonna be someone there and I was like oh no they're just giving us music uh, which is I guess fine <laughs> but I just want more overall I I mean I enjoyed it. I knew I mean Marvel end credit scenes aren't always the big stingers or the, the like uh, leading to the next show or movie I mean we got that one in Ant-Man and the Wasp where it's just the ant playing the drums. We got the one in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming with um, with uh, Captain America saying, like, how many more of these are we doing? Patience. And, like, you know, it's, I enjoy those fun ones in the end. So mm-hmm. it, it was fine for me. Yeah. What about you, Sam? I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and I know people who love musicals and they, they actually liked it uh, I just uh, I'm just not a musical person uh, yeah so. it was fine yeah <laughs> I didn't love it I didn't hate it okay no all right well let's I mean we we good on Hawkeye we can close that out and stuff let's let's move on oh. to to Spider-Man No Way Home did everyone here see this first of all before we start talking yeah. Annie, yeah. Saw, yep. 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 <laughs> okay. So, I I, I just want to say this is a spoiler. Spoiler. Um, it's been out for a couple weeks now. Still number one in the box office and stuff. Uh, it crossed the billion dollar threshold, which we knew it would. I mean, it's it's been a- anticipated. Sam loved it. She knows she did, <laughs> and she I think she has a new crush on Tom Holland. But um, yeah, it's it it was it it. It was everything I was anticipating it to be, and and a little Me bit too. more, a little it, bit more. So I everything I, I, I was anticipating it could be too. <laughs> so blame everything on Spider Man. Oh, uh, Jonah Jameson. I'm gonna start calling Sam here. Um, well, no. Here's the thing. Like honestly, the reason that Spider Man does irritate me when he does is because he's immature and because 
so his immaturity caused a hell of a lot of issues, did it not? Because I mean, he was he, immature and he was indecisive, so he caused chaos. I mean, yeah, he, he acted like a high school boy. And, you know, so that's why high school boys shouldn't be superheroes. They should be in high school. What? Just That's my Spider-Man issue. Well, he tell the spider that. Tell that. the spider yes. that bit him. Like, hey, you bit someone too young. Could you? Could you too go early, get someone else? Yeah. <laughs> well, then you just don't become a superhero. You just sit down until you're old enough, Spider Man. <laughs> go to detention. <laughs> You've got to mature before you can use the use your powers. So, are you telling me, Sam, if you got bit by a radioactive spider in high school and you had developed all these amazing amazing powers? You would just sit on them until you became a little bit more mature or a young adult. That's never going to happen for me. I'm never going to be a young adult. I'm never going to be mature. No, I would probably be as stupid as Spider Man too. But it, it doesn't mean that I doesn't mean that I don't find him irritating. I think there's okay. We don't have enough time to deep dive, but I think there's some trauma in this this hate relationship she has with with Spider. Okay, but like, look at look at like with okay. So like, how mature Tobey Maguire was like in this? Oh movie. yeah, he was awesome. Like, I liked that. Like, he was good Spider Man there with the back but, problems and yeah. yeah was, I I found it very relatable. Okay, he was like the Peter B. Parker in the Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Yes, he was the sugar daddy Parker. Like he, he can he can take care of you and stuff. That's yeah. So he would make me soup if I was sick. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the nurturing Spider-Man versus the young, just I can do anything, going after everything, saving the world, neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, because that Spider-Man's impulsive. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. I'm 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 not gonna this isn't pick on Sam Hour, but I think there's more to this and stuff. <laughs> Can I ask but, which superhero hasn't been impulsive? Actually, yeah. <laughs> there isn't a cool, calm, collective superhero that's out there. I can't say anything because Namor <laughs> is impulsive as hell. Yeah. Mr. Anklet Wings and stuff, yes. He's he like, well. <laughs> Namor is all over here like, oh no, you've destroyed my home. Let me destroy the entire planet. After one, <laughs> one quick Okay, I I digress. Continue. All right, so we got um, so yeah, it's it, oh my god, I'm sorry. So yes, yeah, Spider Man, Far From Home. Um, we you know we got No Way the, Home. No Way Home. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh wow. So something No Way about Home. home. Yes, yeah, something about home. <laughs> um, we got the you know the anticipated rumor uh, version of we got all three of the Spider Mans, and the premise of of this was the fact that Spider Man got painted out to be a villain. Like he, you know, um, before Mysterio died, which I don't think he died, but you know, he they say he died and stuff. Um, he called out. He blamed everything that happened over uh, over the pond on spider-man and and you know they they use start tech so it was easier to tie uh peter parker to that and it caused a whole bunch of you know strife for him um mj uh his uh oh my god why am i i'm air i'm what's somebody's name Ned. ned thank you ned um just by association and stuff. And so it was really messy. They couldn't go to college. I mean, MIT, Tony's alma mater, I mean, rejected them out of hand and stuff like. So he, you know, I mean, he ended up going to 
um, Doctor Strange, which I love the fact that they answered the ultimate question because Doctor Strange was never really the Sorcerer Supreme. He still is not the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, Wong is a Sorcerer Supreme just by default. And they explained that so beautifully because I was like, how are they going to actually pull this off? And they did. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange disappeared in the snapping. Therefore, by default, that five-year term, Wong became the Sorcerer Supreme and stuff because there's no one else left. So I, I love that they kind of fig- they just answered that within a matter of, of seconds and stuff. But yeah, so but he so Spider, you know, Peter Parker went to a Doctor Strange to say, hey. Uh, I really would like if you can make everyone forget that I am Spider-Man. It, you know, and Doctor Strange, being the arrogant person that he is, uh, said, "Yeah, I, I can pretty, yeah, I can do that. I'm give it a try." You know, even though Wong said, "Don't," it's a dangerous spell. Um, for those who know Doctor Strange, he is kind of an arrogant, very sure of himself. That's why he was perfectly cast as the sorcerer supreme because because of you know who he is i mean he was a top doctor neuro was a neurosurgeon neurosurgeon in this field and everything else because of the arrogance he's very sure of himself so when you know it was almost like a challenge to be accepted and he accepted it and peter parker doing what peter you know what sam so elegantly stated that he was being immature and not you know being a child was messing up the spell as Doctor Strange was casting it, and that interaction ended up breaking open this rift in the uh, in the multiverse, which brought in all well, brought started dumping in villains that know Peter Parker as Spider Man, and then that's kind of the whole premise of that was we started seeing multiversal villains from different. Spider-Man timelines and stuff, you know, pouring into this current version of the of the multiverse and stuff, and it was I I I, I liked it. I I, I loved it. I I want to kind of take a moment and pause and not talk so much and and pass this over to you guys to kind of you know talk about this as well too. So I was gonna say at um, this point of the movie, I definitely understand where Sam's coming from because I was mm-hmm. like, wow, did. Spider-Man really just ruined all of this, just caused all of this. And then, like Dr. Strange He does said, redeem he, himself, though. He does. He does. There's so much that comes after this that, like, you know, helps. But this specific moment, you're like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening? Why? And then even Dr. Strange is like, you could have just talked to them. And he's like, oh, I could do that? <laughs> like, this is definitely... I. Definitely Brianna was move. sitting in the theater for a second like man maybe Sam's been right all this time <laughs> at this point I was like oh I get it now <laughs> like, but he did redeem himself like I did love how you know he had his humanitarian pants on and he was like we can you know we can help them and he wasn't just about sending them back to be destroyed um, that wasn't really his idea. That was Aunt May. That was Aunt May. Yeah, it was Aunt May. It was, but that—that's she's the one who raised him, and like his heart right. comes from her. Yeah, true, true. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Danny, yeah, take uh, as, as far so far on. Well, I was gonna gonna say, couldn't he have just asked for people to forget Mysterio mm-hmm. rather than? <laughs> Just then for, to forget him that he's Spider Man. Uh, if you forget Mysterio, you kind of 
take out all of this, but you can poke holes in pretty much any of these big superhero movies. But uh, oh yeah, that that and uh, basically, I also thought if it's pulling in people from other universe, people or villains from other universes that know Peter Parker is Spider Man, that means it's pretty much universal that Spider-Man is bad at this whole secret identity thing. Yes. 100% yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit the nail on the head. He is not very good at keeping... He needs to take uh, lessons and, and tips from... Well, I, I want to say uh, Clark Kent, you know, Superman, because, you know, the, the, the glasses... Apparently, you can't tell Superman is Superman with those magical glasses and stuff. Awesome. Like, and, and, and they do Or work. when he's I mean, on a farm. <laughs> Or when he's on the far. So yeah, he, he could have took some tips from some um expert uh covert superheroes and stuff, but apparently, yeah, in multi in all the multiverses, Spider-Man is Peter Parker is very very bad at keeping the secret that he is actually Spider-Man. And it's at the detriment of the his loved ones. Um and it really it kind of really is and stuff. Um it uh from the comic book, which they loosely base this on, uh is it one last day? I, I one more day. One more day, one more day. He learns the lesson of of um, sacrificing everything of people that it's close to him knowing both his identities and stuff. And even though that had Mephisto in it, this is Doctor Strange who's actually granting you know uh, this wish and stuff. Um, it really, yeah, it really shows that. Spir- yeah, Peter Parker, like you said, he's he's not good at keeping his identity secret and stuff. Um, Just another he's- thing he's bad at. <laughs> that does get fixed though, so and I hate the fact that it got fixed in the way it did. So, but but it, it needed to happen. He, he, you know, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second of the, the scene with him and MJ in the coffee shop. But um, I do have to say I, I love the 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 introduction scene of the the villains and stuff where he's on the bridge and you see Doctor Octavius, uh, which oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I was like, oh, my, this is this is amazing! Like it's the same same actor, same character, same everything and stuff. Like it's and he says, you know, you know, hello, Peter. And wow, Spider Man has a suit on, and you know, and then he realizes once Spider Man nanotech kind of you know uh, takes you know takes his mask off, he's like, you're not you're not Peter and stuff. Also, the fact how awesome is Stark Tech? So yes, um, yes. His nanobites hijacked his, you know, Doctor Octavius' arms and stuff, and which is which is should have been done. That was actually science that was being done because he attached. I mean, he controls those arms, you know, his through his uh, seats, uh, cerebral little mechanism and stuff. And nanotech is kind of based on the same thing. That's why you can see uh, uh, Iron Man. You saw uh, Tony Stark kind of hit, you know, transformed into Iron Man at will because that's how the nanobots from the star technology was programmed that way same with the spire suit so the fact that they were able to hijack that and then feed that into peter parker so we can actually take that you know take over the arms was awesome loved it that was actually pretty cool to see um see here so the only thing i had i well i had issue with but i thought it was kind of cool was electro um they never really explained why Electro looks different. I like it though because I hated the first Electro. Didn't like the blue uh, Electro and stuff. This one is, I have to say, an updated 
more comic-y, uh, comic book accurate version than what we got from the uh, it was the Sam Raimi's version. So I'm glad they got he got to redo that and stuff. Um, I would I would love to have them explain it. I mean, it 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 just like wow, you're kind of this cool little, and they even kind of joke about it and stuff. Like you got to upgrade somehow, you know, by being sucked into this this world. It's like yeah, we're gonna make you the cool Jamie Fox, our cool Electro and stuff. So, but yeah, they they never explained it, and we just you know it's just one of those things we just have to accept. I have to accept and stuff. So, I have to be completely honest about something. You're probably going to think I'm a horrible person for this more than never. you guys already do, but never. but for me, the ending when he does like walk away and doesn't mm-hmm. tell them who he is that redeemed Spider Man for me. Oh. Because it was like, maybe he's not such a selfish little jerk after all. <laughs> but okay. like, but no, like he he matured and he realized that, yeah, well, people kind of are better off without the hero in their lives. And, and Tony Stark, or Tony Stark, and um, uh, why can't I yeah, think of Peter his Parker? name? No. no. Oh, my gosh. Happy Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Holy <laughs> cow. I just had like a brain fart. Okay, so Doctor Strange told him you can't have both. You can't be the hero and the kid. And like having him acknowledge that at the end and do the selfless thing, which was let everybody else enjoy their lives without the chaos that he brings, kind of redeemed him for me. Yeah, but man, he was, I mean, him and Zendaya, they were a great couple. You'll get over it. Yeah, I guess I will. I don't so, know if it's fully the end for them, but I do agree with Sam. I think it was a it was a good ending in the way it yeah. happened. A lot of growth. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't dis I don't disagree. I just want to nitpick at that. Like, man, dude, you're walking away from the girl and you know, yeah. But it is it is what it is. Um so I, I'm gonna say this. Um so let's that's talk about how her. you know he really loves the girl. True. No, that's true. He's willing to protect her life. That's what that decision mm-hmm. was made. That was, that's what he did. He he chose like I love you so much. I'm I'm going to keep myself away from you to protect you and protect her, so you can have a happy life and stuff. Um, so I I totally get it, and it, it's 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 fitting for for what happened and stuff. Um, we're talking about the your favorite and the not so favorite scenes and stuff because for my favorite, and I'll I'll, I'll go first. Um. The three Spider-Man, you know, doing the webcasting scene, that <laughs> was oh my god! You know, uh, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland like coming in, swinging on their webs. That that whole scene, oh that, I would have never in a million years uh, figured that they could make that work, and they did, and they did it great. I, I thought they did a good job meshing. All of the the Spiderman's and the Sony properties together, and creating kind of they're creating their own kind of little bit uh, pocket universes and stuff. Uh, so I, I I love that they tied in MCU with the Sony verse, and it was it was great. So I I, I absolutely love that. Anyone else? Um, I absolutely oh. agree with that one, and I think I'd have to add the um, just the scene where they're in the high school. Um, working on all of the cures when I thought it was one funny because uh, at the beginning um, 
Tom Holland Spider-Man was using Stark tech to make all of these. And then they all go into high school. And I was like, oh, they could have done this with them. The stuff that's in a high school chemistry lab. That's yeah. cool. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure my high school chemistry lab had like five things in it. But um, mm-hmm. And then you just kind of got a lot of the personalities in them really interacting with each other, which I liked. Absolutely. I mean, you got the older brother, the middle brother, who was kind of, you know, I mean, Andrew, I, I tell you what, I I want to see a, a, an Andrew Garfield fire after this. I, I think there's more we can add to that and stuff like it really. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I was really kind of resold and I wasn't a big Andrew Garfield. In fact, when we did the whole little who's your favorite Spider-Man, he wasn't mine. I had Toby Maguire was a better Peter Parker and then Tom Holland Spider-Man was a good Spider-Man. Andrew just didn't fit. But after watching this movie, I'm ready for a, a Andrew, another universe, you know, uh, movie and stuff. So. I know, Danny, you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to go into my favorite part being uh, when they kind of start the fight together, the three Spider-Mans, and uh, they kind of admit, like, we suck at this because, like, none of them, well, especially the other two who've only been solo acts for their whole superhero careers, and then Tom Holland comes over and says, I was with the Avengers, and say, what is that? Is that a a band or something? What is that? That is great. What is that? But... It also kind of showing um, a more of that maturity and more of that growth. Um, him being the youngest one, but still being the only one that's actually worked with a team and being able to apply that in this situation. I thought that was really good. Yep. And then um, also, yeah, all of them just kind of showing off uh, their different, not weaknesses and, well, yeah, weaknesses and strength throughout. And like also, personal stuff they're dealing with, like how Andrew was saying how he didn't have time for Peter Parker stuff, but we all know what happened with him and yeah. his uh, Emma Stone, what's her name? Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, yeah. Yes. And, but then uh, getting Man. the little pep talk from Toby saying, you are amazing. and Yeah, and, and then uh, saying that he's lame because he hasn't fought an alien. And like you said, like I would now I want to see him fight an alien. Hopefully he fights <laughs> Venom or someone. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I, I, and I get it too. Gwen Stacy, Stacy. I mean, she was drop dead gorgeous. That was okay. That was that was a horrible joke. Anyways, <laughs> David. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was- honestly, like just seeing the three of them interact together was a dream come true. Um, even for someone who thinks Spider Man's annoying, but but when Ned like first like casted them. I died. Yes. Died. Yes. <laughs> like I was like, go Ned, go. And then he's like telling his like grandma or whatever she is. He's like, look, I do have powers. <laughs> Loved it. Is that a sling ring there, Danny? That yeah, you I was just... like, do you? So for our audience, yes. Danny's rocking a sling ring from. Oh, that is <laughs> that is awesome. Are you are you practicing with the magic and stuff of the? I think mine's broken because nothing, nothing, nothing's happened. I, I try to go to McDonald's, which is like down the street from me, and not, nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. No. Open the portals. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Ned. I think Ned's Ned's going to have a, a bigger role and stuff. And and I think we're going to the fact that Ned and Peter Parker no longer knows each other makes it easier for Ned to transition into, in my opinion, the Parker. Hobgoblin. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, maybe they battle over MJ and stuff in the future, you know, a movie or something. So I can see, like, I I don't know why, but I could see Wong taking him under his wing, too. Like, I would love to see that. 
it's probably not going to happen, but ideally that's what I would like to see. And here's the thing. I think Ned, Ned is going to come to a point where he's, I don't think Ned actually ever wanted to play second fiddle to anything. And he was okay doing it with Spider-Man because that's Spider-Man. I mean, what else can you do? I can be your, your goose, your maverick and stuff. But now that he doesn't know Peter Parker and, and not really associate with Spider-Man, he could branch out and do his own thing, and I think we're gonna see Ned kind of shine a little bit here. So I hope he, I hope Wong takes him under his wing, but that'd be cool. Something's gonna go awry. Something's gonna Can go awry. anybody else hear the name Goose without thinking of a flurkin? <laughs> because I can't. Like that's all I think of when I hear Goose. Yeah, Captain Marvel kind of kind of reclaimed that whole little uh, Top Gun little thing. So yes. yeah. Um, so I, I, that brings me to I actually want to talk about uh, things I did not I didn't really like or didn't really care for. And while it it yeah, I, I'm just not even a, a plot thing. So the out of the all the villains and stuff that they had, um, Sandman he served no purpose. Like literally, like you could erase him from the. And I hate saying that the guy, the act the actor is amazing. And everything, but it was once again was an underutilized villain that didn't really add to it. Add to me, add anything. You could just erase him or blown him away, <laughs> and and it wouldn't have changed the dynamic of the movie at all. And I and and to be fair, uh, um, Green Goblin and Doc Ock, those two were the premier villains. Though, and and I don't know if it's just the actors. Who are playing them are top tier, and I'm not gonna take away from Jamie Fox. I'm not bashing his character or anything, or or, or the guy, um, uh, God, what's alligator guy? I can't. Remember. But the, those two, especially um, uh, the Green Goblin. I mean, Green Goblin. This was the best. I mean, it was. I actually like this Green Goblin better than than the one with Toby when Toby McGuire uh, fought. They they fought and stuff. So, but the acting was amazing for them. They were actual, you know, really kind of in this. They sold the, these roles. But Sandman just was. It was just a. It wasn't necessary to to bring him. I get why. You know, you have to have villains from all the different Spider Verses and stuff to kind of show up. And I'm thankful that we didn't get Rhino. So. Happy about that because that was that was just a mess. So, but yeah, I, that's the part I didn't really like and stuff. I, I didn't think salmon was necessary. For a second, I thought you just sorry, Danny. I thought for a second, I thought David said I didn't think Sam was necessary instead of Sandman. And I was like, well, that's friggin'. You're rude. always necessary. I would never, <laughs> never. Okay. I would never do that. You're always Danny. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just saying, like, I just think all they were doing was just trying to get at least one villain from each movie that yeah. had come out prior to this. And then I thought they were going to go full sinister six, but then, you know, they only yeah. have five of them, but you know, it's, it, I think it was still cool that at least they still got um Thomas Hayden church to come back. Um, mm-hmm. Because if they would have gotten a whole different actor, I would have said, you know what, then just don't include <laughs> this guy at all. Yeah, and, just, yeah, if, just delete him. But if you, at least they brought that back for nostalgia's sake, at least. Yep. 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 No, I get it. And, and the other scene, the other scene I like was the cameo. We got Charlie Cox again, another Daredevil, the Daredevil himself and stuff. The best, um, the best character and stuff. I, I think on the Netflix series and stuff was Charlie Cox's a uh, Daredevil. So I'm I, 
I, I love the fact that he the the scene where he's in Aunt May's apartment talking to Peter Parker and them about their options and stuff. And then was it? I, I was about to say it's the tracksuits guys because I'm used to the tracksuit guys throwing stuff through windows, but it wasn't. It was just a random person who threw a brick through the window and. And I love the scene where it shows Spider-Man because his senses went off and he went to go catch it. But, you know, Daredevil's quicker. <laughs> and he, you know, snatched out of the air. It's like, hey, you need a, a really good lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer as he <laughs> takes the brick out of the air. So that was really cool. So, but it would have been kind of cool to see him don his outfit in there. But I understand it's a Spider-Man movie. The cameo was, was a nice little uh, wet your appetite and stuff to just say, hey, we're we got some characters we're bringing back and stuff from different different pr- franchises and stuff. Waiting for the X Men though, I'm waiting for the X Men cameo. But this to do. We got some Netflix cameos. So. Yeah, there was an audible gasp in my theater when that happened, and like that's near the beginning of the movie, and you're already yep. dropping someone for like the really diehard Marvel Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. Well, there was applause when he- movies up until then. You're not going to know, but. Uh, yeah, I was clapping definitely when he came up on screen, and Same. it was small, but you know, hopefully we see him down the line, maybe uh, She Hulk or one of the other series. Yes, <laughs> well, I'd love to see him do battle against She Hulk in the courtroom and stuff. That would be kind of cool to see. So, but I think they're both are they they both are defense attorneys, right? Is She Hulk? Yeah, I believe so. I yeah, she, yeah, I think she is. So, but I, I we we may we absolutely may see uh her them in that. I can't wait. It kind of I'm I'm hyped for She-Hulk. So, I can't wait to see that. So, um anyone else has any takes on Spider-Man before we move on to some news here? I don't think so. Let's go on over to the Marvel news. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to introduce the new segment called Marvel Tribe News. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm just testing stuff out. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Let's talk about. So let's talk about Black Panther. Uh. Two. So Black Panther. Two. You know. Everyone's expecting. You know. Anticipating that movie to come out. It comes out in eleven months. Um. You know. Hopefully, there's no pandemic by then. But you know. Yeah. Who knows? Um. But they were scheduled to actually uh pick re pick up production and stuff. Uh. This this weekend and uh rumor has it so Letitia Wright was not in Atlanta where that's where they're kind of shooting some of the scenes and stuff there. Um, there could, and it could be for a variety of different reasons. We don't really know. We know that she got hurt on mm-hmm. set, um, you know, um, doing some of the, uh, you know, uh, doing some of the stunts and stuff there. And so she went back home. Oh, she's over from over the, over the pond in, in Europe. And so that's kind of the last we heard. Now with that said, we're kind of in the height of a, of you know, uh, you know, a bigger spread of the you know coronavirus and flights are being canceled and everything else. So it could be anything. It could be that it's hard to get people across the pond over here to do production. Maybe it'd be fine next week and stuff. But right now, there is nothing. They're still kind of stale and they're stalled. And we only have eleven months. You know, they have recorded November. though. They have recorded everything that they can without her. I believe. Have they? Okay. I, I that, believe that they have. That would yes. be good. That that would that would be good. So I know that. Last I heard. Well, I know they're waiting for her to come to do to do some more shoots and stuff. So I don't yeah. know if these are reshoots or they're just kind of yeah. cleaning up the the VX uh, VFXs and stuff. I do know that they've recorded as much as they can without her. 
Okay. Well, that's good. That that is absolutely good, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see. You know, we're all kind of wondering how they're gonna, you know, honor uh, Chadwick's role, what they're gonna do with that, what that looks like, and stuff. So that's kind of that. It's the biggest question mark there is because there is everyone's tight lip. Uh, we you know we last we heard they're not going to recast them, but you know that was in in right. You know, we heard that news right after Chadwick passed, and everyone's emotions was high and everything else and not saying that you know whether they do or they don't you know um i personally would like them to recast that role i think it would still pay homage and honor to chadwick boseman who played the heck out of t'challa but but we don't know what they're going to do so we're we're gonna we're waiting to see you know we're waiting to see a little bit more about the storyline so right now it's stalled so anyone has any other feedback on on that yeah i would love to know what character to know corda is playing <sighs> okay i'm not gonna say it okay i'll let everybody do their own research just just throwing so, it out there. there there's a rumor that namor might might make an appearance here and we, they may have cast uh that character and, and, and don't get me wrong i'm, I'm a fan I, I would love to see the city of atlantis uh, shine in in the MCU and stuff. So I'm not I'm not throwing hate at Namor and stuff. Um, I really hope this is my deep deep down hope that they do not give him the ankle wings. They don't they don't need it. Please don't. <laughs> I know they do. They're pretty good about looking at the comic and like yeah, this is a little like like with Hawkeye. They they they're like we're not going to put him in the, the purple with the the hawk you know thing. And and they they've done some tweaks and updated people's suits and stuff, whether it's Thor or, or what have you. So please don't don't give us Namor in the green thong and the ankle wings. I just yeah. Even if it was Jason Momoa, uh, just don't do. Just don't. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say to that. What if he's got like Nikes with wings on him? <laughs> just do it. Uh, so there's there was a joke about a shoe, and I I don't know if this dates me because you guys are all you guys are millennials, right? You guys, I'm Gen X, so. You guys are pretty young, but back in my day, we had the, these really off-brand, off-putting brands called Pro Wings, <laughs> and they were the Kmart, Walmart special shoes and stuff. You, we used to call this thing called getting capped on or bagged on. It's back when bullying was a thing and stuff, and what. So you you get made fun of if you're rocking Pro Wings, and so I heard a lot of like, yeah, what if he had some Pro Wing shoes? You brought back the retros and stuff. I'm like, no, please, just no, no, no to any wings. Put some put some fat farm shoes on him with wings. <laughs> no, no, no wings. Don't go. He can he can fly. And you don't need to explain why he flies. Just that. Just leave it at that. You'll you'll need that. Right. True. Nobody has Superman how he flies. Yeah. They don't talk about the magical underwear with the wings in there for Superman, so we don't need to talk about the anklets. So maybe give him a tattoo, you know, like a little tramp stamp on the, on the ankle and stuff, and then call it good. Like he he got drunk and he went up to the surface and got wings tattooed on his ankle, and that was it. Maybe he got pixie dusted by Tinkerbell. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm just. I know you love you love Namor, and you can't wait to see him on the big screen. And I I, I don't doubt that we're, we may either get a cameo or the, he may be part of story. I don't think he's gonna be a big part of the storyline or anything, but they will talk about Atlantis. I I I'm willing to bet money on that. 
it we will get some something that referenced the people under the sea. So after yeah. all these years, I mean, people have been talking about Namor since like there was a scene in Iron Man two where mm-hmm. Nick Fury has those dots on his map, and one of them yep. is in the middle in the ocean, in the ocean, yep. and people say yep. Namor. And then yep. in uh, Endgame, McCoy is talking about the earthquakes underwater, and people are saying Namor, and then yep. nothing, nothing, nothing. And even in um, Avengers Campus over there um, in the Guardians of the in Galaxy, in the, collect- in the collector's uh, collection, there's an Atlantean tablet in there. So they keep <laughs> throwing these little things that you might. And so hopefully Sam finally gets her Namor. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. Here I'm rooting for you, Sam. Namor. But I mean, they can do a lot with the Fantastic Four anymore. If I'm, if they, if it brings in the Fantastic Four, I'm 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 with it no matter what. I don't care who they who they bring on board and stuff. So well, they I can mean, bring someone. Someone's got to entertain Sue Storm. They can like bring Dave Santa Richardson. Claus in for all I care. For, for <laughs> and for those who don't know, Santa Claus is an actual Marvel character. So just just putting that out there. He's not canon though, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't care. You can bring any character that if it introduces us to uh, the Fantastic Four X Men, I'm 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 for it. So right, and I mean he is the first mutant. Yes, he is. He is technically the first mutant. So and then just uh, speaking of the Fantastic Four, I had heard that like someone asked uh, Tom Holland about uh, the like Avengers Tower within the MCU, and like we even get it in Hawkeye how he says it was sold, and I thought we were gonna get. Who bought it later on? Because especially in Loki, we do get it says, it says Kang, which is an alias yep. for Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. So I thought we mm-hmm. might get something along the lines. So I thought like maybe it turns into the Baxter building. It would be awesome. Oh. So I would see I could see that happening. Yep. Same. Same. And it would be just that kind of innocuous. We will see that like in a little glimpse of one of these future shows and our movies and stuff. And then it would be like, there it is. There it is. The payoff. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that's you know. But yeah. Black. Oh, I was like, how do we get on Namor? We're talking about Black Panther. But yeah. Okay. That's how. <laughs> so so yeah. So there's that. So we're we're you know we'll we'll see what what's going on with that. Um. And then in other news, uh, Morbius got pushed back again. So it was scheduled to be released this month on the 28th, and it got pushed back to April 1st. Um. I I know why. I mean, obviously, it's um. You know, again, the pandemic kind of thing is starting to gin up more and more. People are coming down with COVID, and you know, some a few schools are starting to go to online, and and things are happening. And I, again, I just want to say thank you to all your first responders, including all uh, the nurses out there who do amazing work, like Brianna. She's our she's our resident nurse here and stuff. Um, I work in the health field as well, and uh, but not as like Brianna does. She. <laughs> God, they need to pay. I hope, hope hopefully they're paying you a million dollar a year contract because <laughs> you're having to deal with this for multi years. So again, teachers and nurses are underappreciated, and definitely if you see one, thank them and buy them a, a Disney uh, Mickey Mouse ears or something. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So Morbius got pushed back for the eighth time. I'm not sure how many times now. They is scheduled to come out. For those who don't know, on the 4th of July in 2020, so two years ago, and then they got, you know, pushed back to March of 21 and then October and, and you know, January. And then now we're here in, in April. So I'm at the point where I'm starting to not care about Morbius anymore. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but 
I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see it, but I, if I don't see it, it's not going to ruin my 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 Marvel experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I yeah. think I go through flows where I just kind of forget about it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh yeah, there is that movie. Every time I finally see like a new trailer or like a trailer for it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that one's gonna come out still. Like Jared Leto, yes. eventually. <laughs> I think he just turned 50. He might be 60 time it actually comes out. <laughs> it's all right. He doesn't age. He, he he and Paul Rudd are fine. Like They will look the same age. She means fine life. in a different kind of way. Lots of though. fines. Fine like uh, salt. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they make her thirsty. The only reason I was yeah. just kind of really bummed about this, because I usually look at the calendar for the year and I kind of pick out those movies that I want to see and Morbius yeah. was supposed to be like this month so I was like this yep. is the first time in the theater for this month and then it gets pushed back and you know it's just it, it sucks for that but yeah I, I mean I'm gonna see it when it comes out whenever it does are they saying August now are we looking no, at August April. now April 1st oh, April April yeah okay. coming out oh, on April, April, April Fool's just yeah. kidding <laughs> yeah which which was actually perfect because I have a sneaking suspicion they're gonna say April Fools were pushing it back for the summer release and stuff. Okay. And don't don't get me wrong, um, Sony is is living it high off of Spider Man right now. So <laughs> they you know there there could there's a lot that goes into this and stuff. You know the fact that Spider Man crossed that billion dollars and they're still enjoying the success. Maybe it, it actually serves Spider Man better. For mm-hmm. them to kind of push it back a little bit because yeah. people may go in like, oh, there's nothing coming out in January. I'll go see Spider Man maybe twice or for the first time mm-hmm. and stuff. So that does help their other box office success. It just sucks because you've been waiting for this movie since 2020, and it just when you're gonna when you're gonna release it, you know. So, but I and, and don't get me wrong, I like I love more uh, more uh, Morbius. Uh, I like the interaction because that's Blade. And everything, I mean, it's it really kind of brings about the dark side of the Marvel universe and stuff. So I'm 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 looking forward to that part, but I'm at this point where I'm just I'm just tired of the the pandemic. Maybe I'm just pandemic fatigue. That's what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, yep. So release it straight to give it give it to Disney Plus. I know Sony won't do that, you know, and Disney probably will never put more Morbius on their on their platform. Uh, even though they're putting Spider-Man on their platforms, for those who don't know and stuff, even you know that's a Sony property and stuff, they made an agreement. So in the future, you'll see the Spire, all the Spider-Mans and stuff. Um, long as that relationship is still solid with uh, Sony and Disney and stuff. So, but yeah, that's that's my take on Morbius. Any, anyone else? Your no. So. All right, and then we were going to watch a trailer for Doctor Strange, but I don't have it queued up because my internet is being weird. So we're already over the hour thing, and we've we already are. watched it on the tribe. So do you guys just want to give your what we're looking forward to with it? Sure, because yeah. we've all seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. yeah, I've seen it. I, a couple times. <laughs> all right, so Sam, you want to start us off? Um, I cannot wait to see the role that Wanda plays because I'm still undecided. I'm still undecided on whether she's going to be good or bad. And I am undecided on who, who the villain is going to be. 
Okay. So I, I have a lot to look forward to. I am bursting at the seams waiting mm-hmm. for it. Okay. Brianna? Yeah, I think I've said this multiple times. This is one of my most anticipated movies um, for a long time. And every time I get pushed back and moved, I'm completely devastated. So this one better stay put. <laughs> like I am ready for this movie. Um, I'm excited for the potential of Loki and Sylvie. I am excited for just any all of these characters together. I'm excited to see what's really going to happen uh, with the multiverse, where they're going to start and take this. Because um, we keep seeing... I guess, quote unquote, the cracks. And so we're just leading to all this anticipation coming from this movie. And I am ready. (laughs) Danny? Yeah, I mean, for me, this is my most anticipated movie of the year. I mean, (laughs) and so quick after that event that was Spider-Man No Way Home. But, (laughs) uh, you know, and all the rumors were true for that one. I mean, there was speculation for a long time about Toby and Andrew and even a little bit of daredevil. Mm-hmm. So, and now there's all mm-hmm. these rumors coming out about multiverse of madness, whether it's going to have um, again with the Mephisto stuff, whether it's going to be the villain, a uh, nightmare or yeah. whether it's just Wanda, that's the villain. And uh, the rumors of all the cameos that could happen. Um, maybe the introduction of the Illuminati. So there's a lot, if that all happens, if all the rumors are true, it's going to be, really fun to watch and it gets me really excited. So I'll, I'll close out with saying I, I did all your guys' sentiments. I think this is going to be the blockbuster movie for me. The one it's the one I'm most uh, anticipating. I, I can't wait for this to, to hit theaters. Uh, honestly, I would hazmat suit up for this movie. Um, I just, I, I can't wait. And I agree that the rumor mill is coming back to where we may see Mephisto or nightmare, probably see nightmare uh schumer gorath uh you know we see america chavez uh in in some of the scenes i can't oh i can't wait uh the interaction with him and and uh wanda was was telling it was like a short little three second interaction that kind of explained like dr strange ain't chasing wanda and stuff he's trying to recruit her to help him and stuff to get a big to go after a bigger threat and stuff i you know we see the evil dr i love i i can't tell you how much i love the fact that we saw an animated character in live action (laughs) point blank i was like okay here we go. We saw the do- the evil Doctor Strange from the What If series and stuff kind of you know pop up with his you know uh what what what's that what's that um hair hair for man the you know the the do were jet black and stuff like that because you know he just for men that, that that also may be a Gen X thing I don't know I was that. gonna say Rogaine. <laughs> But with the jet black just for men hairdo and stuff and the bags under his eyes, I'm like, yep, yep, there's there's the evil Doctor Strange. So I'm 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 ex- I'm so hyped for this. I can't wait to go see it. This is the one that I, I you know, I mean, I know we had Spider-Man and that was really, really great and it delivered, but this is the one that I'm like a kid in a candy store, can't wait for it to happen. So mm-hmm. yeah, so in closing, yeah, we're I think we're all kind of hype. We can't wait to see this. This is going to be a, a another blockbuster. I just feel it. It's going. It's not going to disappoint. And I can't wait to see. We're going to get some cool little payoffs and stuff, and it really going to just blow things up for the multiverse and everything else. So yeah, that's that's it. Um, God, that's we, our show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're at hour and ten minutes and stuff, and 
Danny, dude, thank you so, so, so much for coming on our show. And, and we will absolutely, you know, beg you to come back on again to Tag. talk. Yes, to talk <laughs> more. We're not we're not above begging. That's that's the thing you, you'll find with us. Danny, yeah. can you tell sorry, I was gonna ask Danny no, 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 to no, tell no, everybody no. where we can find him. Thank you all so much for having me. And that, that's what I wait for. I wait for the begging to start and then I'm like, okay, fine, I'll come. <laughs> but it was great being with y'all. Love talking Marvel. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram um, at Danny Fandoms. Right on. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say thanks to our, my amazing, amazing co-hosts. I wouldn't do the show, actually, if they weren't here. They don't know that, so I'm not going to. Well, I just told everyone this. But uh, Sam and Brianna, thank you so much. I, I absolutely, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you. I w- wish we got our Nick Fury back, but he just came back in town. So we'll get Sean back on here as well, too, and stuff to kind of round, round out the, the gang here. But, um, yeah, I just want to just say you know, from the Blurred Hulk and the original cast crew, uh, Sam and Brianna, uh, thank you for watching, listening, <laughs> watching, listening to uh, the Marvel Tribe. And I don't know how else to end the show, so I'm gonna. Let we Sam will see it. you next time. Yep. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.